the 920 KBEC Podcast Network is presented by the Slow County Real Estate Podcast with House Swayze. Up-to-date information on the local real estate market on your time. New episodes weekly at the podcast link at 920kvec.com and wherever you get your podcasts. California DRE 01111911. is the Travis Larson Band. And I'm here right now with Travis Larson of the aforementioned band. Welcome to the studio. The most uncreative band title in the history of bands. That's what I was... I'm thinking, did you just... You had nothing... No, well, in, in the back pocket, like, oh, I always wanted to name my band this. Well, going back, well, you know that's not the case. Here's the thing. Going back to way back in the day, uh, as our history does, I was the only guy that was consistent, right? Because we went through, you know, all kinds of different people for years, and then uh, it was kind of like the thing you did back then as an instrumental guitar player. There was Joe Satriani, there was Steve Vai, there was Jeff Beck. So these guys kind of used their names. But uh, then I ended up with this consistent band for like 30 years, and so we had to call it band. And now being the Travis Larson band, you go into Nashville and somebody doesn't know who we are and they think immediately we're going to be a country act. So yeah, that's the, the curse. Right? It, it does have a country twang to it. <laughs> right, the Travis Larson band. Travis Larson. <laughs> <laughs> well, you ended up playing places with chicken wire and they're throwing beer bottles at you. Yeah, well, that's all part of it, right? That's that, that, that's what the flavor of this uh, this this living is, right? <laughs> and that's what it is for you. You've been doing this... For 30 years. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? Exclusively. Yeah. I I was just, uh, I was texting my brother that I was on here and uh, he mentioned this, but, um, you know, our history going back, uh, for people that don't know, uh, you and I went to high school together. And um, is that where I know you from? Back way back in the day, oh, yeah. yeah. Um, and you remember the time that my brother had a condo in Shell and Beach, the cops came, and we played upstairs of this condo because what you do on a Saturday afternoon is you set up in somebody's condo and you play rock and roll, right? And full volume with the drum set. Well, it, no, yeah, 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 exactly. You had your whole kit set up. My brother was playing bass. I was playing guitar, and we uh, locked the downstairs door so the cop literally had to climb up the side of the building and come over the railing of the balcony and come tell us to stop. Yeah. And it didn't even arrest us. Didn't the no. uh, ticket? Nothing. No, no. You got to get later into the music business to get arrested. Yeah. like that. We got to destroy some stuff. Well, <laughs> I don't want to get into too much, uh, you know, you and me back in the day, because that's not the Travis Larson band. That's That was the Insomniacs or uh, Socratic Method or whatever right, right. iteration we had. Right. Such but, a huge career that we built off of those. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Those big world tours <laughs> to Universal Studios. And when we played there at the amphitheater, it was great. It was nice. But with the Travis Larson band, now you started with your bass player, Jennifer Young. I want to make sure she gets, and Dale Moon. Yep. They are the Travis Larson band. That's correct. And when did that kind of all coalesce? Uh, well, Probably about uh, well, Jennifer. As you know, we went to all went to high school together back in the eighties. But uh, Dale uh, started playing with us in nineteen ninety six, and and we built a studio in San Luis Obispo, California, uh, called Avalon Recording Studios, which just last year or the year before uh, we kind of ended because it just got too expensive and the COVID thing and all that. But uh, 
But yeah, so Dale and Jennifer and I, as a band, we put out our first album in 1998, but we've been kind of playing together since 1996 and figure out how to be a band for a couple of years there and building a studio in that time. And it's been the same three this entire time. It's been the same three getting in the van for, you know, I just drove 18,000 miles. We just did the U.S. in the fall. Uh, I want to. I definitely want to get there. Yeah. But when you're starting out, you're you got your uh, studio Avalon Studios. That's where the tattoo shop is. It's behind the tattoo shop, right? It was. Yeah. 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 And you guys were playing there. And how did you decide that this was the lineup? This is what you wanted. These are the people you want to play with. Well, I think they decided because they stuck with me. I think that was really the deal. Was like I kept doing what I'm doing, and they kept supporting it. So there you go. Did that, they see the dollar signs? Oh, like, yeah. Huge money. Yeah. Huge money. Yeah. yeah. Progressive uh, people know. instrumental rock. Yeah. People that understand the music business, uh, they know that uh, uh, instrumental music with a lot of time signatures, that is your way to riches. Yeah. Absolutely. And, and that's, it's a funny thing you bring that up because, I mean, you're an extremely talented musician. I remember a story about how you used to take piano lessons in school when you were a kid. Yeah. A kid. And the piano teacher said, well, I taught him everything I can teach him. Well, like the piano teacher gave up on you. Yeah, that could have been because I was at the time I was starting to become interested in guitar as well as uh, piano. Right. Mm -hmm. And so when I started and again, uh, going back to our history, discovered guys like Jeff Beck and Eddie Van Halen and realized that you could bend notes and that's cool. And you could run around and you couldn't run around with a piano and you couldn't bend notes. Yeah. So that became a thing where it was like, I want to do that. And so I started asking my piano teacher, do you know the notes that you would tune a guitar to? Huh. And he's like, yeah, yeah, I, I know. And he knew he lost one. And he lost like, one. Oh. <laughs> uh, he's upset. But, <laughs> but going back to my original idea was very talented. You could probably play in, with any band you want. You could hook up with any touring group. Uh, you could, you know, be uh, a session guy. You can do other things, but you chose to have your own band. I yeah I basically I have come to a point in my career where I know and have played with almost all of my heroes. In fact, the only one that I never played with was Eddie Van Halen, uh, and and he passed away. Who but, are some of the uh, people you've played with? Uh, well, Steve Morris was a guy that you and I back in the day. Now uh, the Dixie Dregs. Uh, yeah, Dixie Dregs. Um, I've played with Stu Ham, who was the bass player back in those days for Joe Satriani. Mm -hmm. I literally uh, had a conversation. And actually, I had lunch three days ago with Jonathan Mover, who's the drummer for that trio. You remember that trio that we used to watch on? We saw him on MTV Unplugged, and you and I, back, I know it's not about us, but, yeah, I, but I will say that um, we were emulating those guys. I still know? have a shaker in my uh, exactly. desk drawer. Exactly. To, to, to doing yeah. the, so Jonathan yeah. Mover bought me breakfast a couple of mornings ago, and we're going on tour this summer. So, um, wow. you know, that's the kind of thing where, full circle, because I remember you and I watching mtv unplugged and wanting to be those guys mm -hmm. you know and going okay well you get your shaker and i'll get my acoustic and we'll go sit in the corner of a, a you know a coffee shop somewhere and try and be jonathan mover and yeah, we tried to, I mean, we even had a stool remember i, I hate bringing back you know that i was there but we had you had a stool similar to the one in the the unplugged thing and so we would use the stool and basically just try to we were like 
wearing costumes, basically, <laughs> right. of being those guys. Yeah, yeah, you wear like a leather jacket. And yeah. It's like, I'm going to try and, you know, be entertaining on a single guitar, and you're going to keep time for me. And, yeah. <laughs> you know, but uh, yeah, that was, so, you know, those guys, I'm playing with those guys. I just did um, a festival over the summer up in Oregon, and I did a, a jam, and um, uh, Vinny Apice was the drummer. And so, as a drummer, you might remember, you know, we used to call him Carmine Apice. I was wondering, I'm like, wait a minute, Apice. So, yeah. I have a real answer for you on this. For any drummers listening, or anybody that's a huge music fan, and, and Vinny was the drummer for uh, Black Sabbath for a while, and a lot of huge, huge bands. Like, he's a legendary guy, and Carmine, uh, the same thing. So, two brothers with the same last name, Carmine Apice, Vinny Apice. Here's the answer to a trivia question we've wondered for decades. The deal is, it's actually... Apice, but Carmine Apice started using Apice when he was in Rod Stewart's band, and Rod Stewart would always introduce him wrong, and he got famous wrong, and so he had to stick with that name. So his brother uses the real name, and he uses the the name that Rod Stewart pronounced it wrong. <laughs> the wrong name. Correct. All right. That is a trivia question <laughs> for, for down the road. Uh, when we come back, I want to get more into the fact that you're a working musician, and you just got back from a tour. And a lot of musicians, you know, there's a lot of guys out there, they play songs in the bars and the clubs, and it's really great. But very few people actually manage to go on tour and make a living doing what they're doing, playing music. And we're going to hit that when we come back. You're listening to News Talk 920 and FM 96.5 KVEC. I think that's the very definition of shredding. Is that what they call that? Yeah, that's what they call it, the kids today with their uh, music. Well, that was uh, the Travis Larson band. That that song's called ADD. Now, one of my questions was, how do you come up with the song titles? Because you're instrumental. You don't have names of songs. Or you don't have like lyrics to sure. pull names from. And so I was thinking, how do you come up with the names? Now, that one I get. Because that one is like... It's quirky. It is frenetic. Yeah. I, mean, I mean, that's crazy. Yeah, yeah, Who yeah. comes up with that? You know, in the old days, it was, you know, three chords in the truth. Right, right, right. And now it's just shred fest. <laughs> right. Well, the three chords in the truth, those people weren't uh, as broken. So. <laughs> yeah. And, and there's a lot more, uh, I, I guess, market for somebody like that. You know, you got a hook. That's yeah. That's and there been, you go. So our audience for the last you know for for decades is pretty much uh, super hardcore musos or other kind of musicians on some level, whether it's a weekend warrior musician or hobbyist. But uh, most of them are some kind of musically educated person uh, or just people that are. It's kind of like Rush fans, you know. Rush fans have always been a little bit of a niche, and people that are a little more. Uh, Cerebral. Yeah, I guess that'd be a good way to describe it. Yeah, Rush fans are unique music fans for sure. Yeah, yeah. And they they love, I mean, it's it's almost like fighting words if you say you don't love Rush. And we, and we have a similar thing. It's much smaller, but, uh, you know, we have our guys that will drive nine hours to see us every day. <laughs> and like on the East Coast, we'll play the entire East Coast and there'll be certain people that are there every night. You know, that kind of thing. Now, you just got back from a tour. 
I did. From? Where did, where did you go to? Oh, we did all of the U.S. Uh, so we did uh, like nine weeks on the road and went out. We always start here. We always start at the Frog and Peach, which we'll get into. But uh, uh, actually, just a, a quick uh, statement about the ADD's tune is um, a story I tell all over the world when we play that song is about the Frog and Peach pub here in San Luis Obispo. Because... Uh, when you play the Frog and Peach, there's always this element of, you know, we'll have our people and then there's the college kids, right? Mm-hmm. And the college crowd will come in and they don't care what time signature you're playing and they just think they can dance to it. But maybe it's pint night and they don't realize they, they can't. So you watch them kind of uh, how they try and navigate this whole thing with weird time signatures and undanceable music. And then <laughs> you kind of... Uh, and sometimes the song will stop just dead. Totally. And totally. they're still moving. Yeah. So, so that tune attention deficit disorder is always dedicated to the inebriated college student trying to dance at a jazz fusion show and you've told that story all around the world i have yes many times well it definitely it's aptly named so you went all around the country for how how many weeks was it nine weeks Uh, we did nine weeks last time in the van now did you you flew on the jet and then the van the the bus would meet you with the equipment is that how that worked yeah you get a couple of guys to drive the gear yeah no i i drove every inch of that tour except actually on this last one uh i had we had a run from ohio to new york halfway through the tour and i didn't want to be just dead on my feet at the gig so i made jen drive half that day what about dale (laughs) Uh, well, he's a drummer. So, yeah, not, not a good driver. Right. Yeah. He, he bangs left or right to find the uh, middle. I mean, I mean, as you know, when you have somebody that hits things with a stick for a living, you don't give them keys to a car. No. Good, good plan. So you actually you made it all the way to New York to play. Oh, absolutely. And Florida and all, the, all over the place. We've, and on the tour before that, which was 2019, we did Canada and Mexico as well on the same run in the van. What? Although, where in Canada did you go to? Uh, every major city. We played, like, uh, I think six six shows. We played all the way from Vancouver, Toronto, uh, uh, I forget the name of the uh, the French, you know, area. Mm-hmm. Um, Quebec? Que- Quebec, I think they say. Uh, Quebec. It's Quebec. Quebec. Um, yeah, we played, uh, like I said, um, I think it was like half a dozen shows in Canada. How many uh, Bob and Doug McKenzie references did you make while you were there? Uh, I... I didn't, but I always have the riff from Strange Brew in my head from the end when the credits start to roll. Yeah. That bow, down, 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 And you just want to see, you got to incorporate it. Next time you're up in Canada, that's got to be one of the songs that you play. Though. Totally, totally. But I'd have to sing it. That's the problem. No, do you sing it in any of your songs? Do any of your songs have lyrics? I, none of my, well, one of, we have one original song that has lyrics, which is on an album called Burn Season with a friend of ours named Vinks, who Vinks was, uh, some people will remember him from the MTV Unplugged with Sting in the 90s, uh, where he was, uh, uh, wearing big crazy glasses and had multicolored dreadlocks mm-hmm. he was a really tall guy and he was uh playing percussion and singing harmonies for sting and he did that for a while but before that he was with miles davis and uh he so sting and miles davis i haven't heard of these, these yeah they're they're bands obscure people yeah obscure people never heard of them. 
So, but Vinks, uh, he he played. I, I sent him originally. I just wanted him to play percussion on an acoustic duet that Jen and I were playing, and I mm-hmm. thought it would be cool because he's a real percussionist and Dale's a drummer. And then he ended up writing an entire song to it with like twenty overdubbed harmonies, and it sounds like this huge, you know, kind of like African-esque Peter Gabriel thing. And it turned into something that was very different than anything we'd ever done. But that's the only vocal track. If I'm forced to sing at a jam like I just did at the NAMM show for like four nights in a row, I can sing the obligatory couple of lyrics from a, an old Hendrix song or something so that I can guitar solo for 20 minutes. I, uh, I'm, yeah. I'm that guy. Do you have that like that Brian Adams thing where you sing like this? Yeah, right. Or what, what kind of voice do you have? Uh, it's it's more of a, well, you remember, terrible is, is what it is. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't want to say it. I was hoping maybe you'd bring it up. No, no. What I do is I, I belt it out. I actually... I. Uh, playing and recording with uh, there's a, uh, a guy people may know from uh, named Steve Lukather from a band called Toto and he was also on that Burn Season record and um, I actually think he's a great singer but he's got this guttural kind of like belted out thing and that's usually what I go for you know or I can sing anything in the Billy Joel range but if you ask me to sing a Sting song obviously you can hear by my voice I'm not that guy yeah well you know what we got we're gonna go to a break in a minute can you play something play us out. I can try. All right, let's let me see, see if, if I can see if it works. Yeah. Let me see if I can get this thing working over here as well. Let's see if we got some time here. You hearing that? Yeah, I think so. Oh no, I'm not. Okay, maybe not. Maybe not. Maybe not. No. If not, that's all right. Because I'm. I'm Pushing the right buttons, but it's not uh, giving I, me any audio. But I could go fly me to the moon. No, you can't. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, when we come back. We got a little bit of time, but I just want to say when we come back, uh, you know, we, we talked about being on the road. Man, the names you're throwing out there, crazy. It's, but, well, and again, you know, be, you being a guy from uh, my my past and childhood, it's fun to think about the full circle thing sometimes when you do this for a living <laughs> and how small a world the music business is. Oh, yeah. And, and the I, fact that you're able to say, hey, that's that guy that I did this or I had that memory of or I have that that attachment to yeah. and now you're peers. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I remember, uh, you know, you and I going to concerts and, and listening to people and, and trying to emulate people and and going, you know, I'm sleeping in like, you know, being again a touring musician. It's like, hey, I, I'm sleeping in this guy's kid's room tonight to save money on a hotel. And I remember watching him on DVDs in 1988 thinking he was amazing, you know, that kind of stuff. And is that do you think that's where it all starts with someone who wants to be a musician is emulating your heroes, emulating the ones that you see and then becoming that. I think that's always how it works with sports or anything. You emulate the guy that inspires you the most, but then you start to find your own voice, your own style, you know, and really your own voice and style, I think, is a mixture of everything that influenced you. It's like an amalgamation of all that. You so know? you take the best parts of everything you've heard and you make it your own. An interesting uh, perspective on that, not even just the best parts, but the parts that you're capable of. So a lot of times your style, if I, if I play guitar and I don't play guitar exactly like Steve Morris, cause he's freaking amazing. Part of that might be the limitations of the stuff I can't do that gives me my own style. So I sound almost like I'm playing like him, but not. You, it sounds like you're creative, but you're just covering up. Yeah, yeah exactly. My limitations. <laughs> All right. Well, we're limited on time. We're going to be right back. You're listening to News Talk 920 and FM 96.5 KVEC. All right, now I'm not getting anything. Wow. Uh, what is going on here? Let me check uh, my uh, buttons here. Everything's 
You trying pushed. to play something through Travis for Travis the bed? Trying to play this? Uh, well, because you don't have it potted up. That's why. No, I got no. Travis there. Everyone's there. See, yeah, but I thought maybe in a bed for Travis. When you have a drummer doing sound, this is what happens. Oh, we're we yeah. we the absolute worst. <laughs> That's right. That's you right. Anything to do with us? So I pushed a bunch of buttons. Oh, you know, do man. I need to come over there and straighten things well, out? This is what I do when uh, <laughs> Dave is here. I'm the one that's always fixing the board for him. All right. And I'm just wondering, do I have a cue that's pushed uh, that is messing everything up? Like, let me just run in there just so I can feel like I fixed everything. I do not know what's going on. Well, you're listening to News Talk 920 FM 96.5. I'm Craig Hill filling in for the illustrious Dave Congleton, who will be back Okay, on what tra- what, uh, Monday, we'll see if we can figure this out. And let's try not to be amateur hour. Just get this thing uh, figured out here. Why is this board not working? And you know what? Don't even worry about it. Okay, we got it. We don't even need to worry about it. <laughs> so, yeah, let's just do this. So I'm here with Travis Larson. We're talking about uh, his career of the tra- in the Travis Larson band and. Uh, you know, a working musician, someone who's been doing it for 30 years, and you traveled around the country, but now you just got back from Germany. Twice. Yeah. I, Wait, I, you went there and came back twice? Or? I, I, yeah, I went there in uh, July for a month or a couple of weeks, and then uh, I came back, was it July or August? I can't remember, but it was early summer I went over there and um, and did some stuff with uh, my friend uh, Jen Majura, who's uh, uh, formerly of a band called Evanescence, which apparently is very popular. That's the running joke because I, of course, in my little sheltered world, have no knowledge of this band. Yeah, but she she's a big deal apparently. Yeah, you had mentioned it, and yeah. I'm like, huh, I, I don't know that band, and so I just researched. I'm like, okay, who's this band? And this thing came up on YouTube. Of them playing in San Jose, I think it was, or yeah, at the Shark Center, <laughs> and I'm like, wait, <laughs> how Shark many Tank. people can show up to a concert that I've never even heard the band? I, I mean, the name of, I mean, I know Taylor Swift, but we're very, very sheltered. Um, so this band, um, I, I, the whole thing started. Uh, so we're doing some stuff coming up. I just got back from uh, Germany again, so I was there in the summer, and then I came back and did this tour with TLB uh, of the U.S. And then I went back in the winter and did some more stuff with uh, Gemma Jura, and we're going to do some stuff coming up here in the states. But um, when I met her, it was you, you mentioned the Nam show earlier, and so the is NAMM, that where you guys met? That is where we met. The Nam show is, a, and now you're collaborating on. Uh... On touring together, touring. And, and, and and we've actually done a, some singles. If you go, uh, if you go to my YouTube, the Travis Larson Band YouTube, just look up Travis Larson Band on YouTube, and you'll find our channel. And there's a single we did. Actually, this goes back to the joke we said earlier about Travis Larson Band being a country sounding mm-hmm. thing. But we actually did a Sugarland cover, which is a country band, right? Uh, we did a, a song called "Stay" when she was in my studio uh, for. One of these, well, she was out with that with Evanescence, and she came to stay with me. Um, this was uh, a couple of years ago when COVID was still iffy and gigs were being canceled. Uh-huh. And so she got stuck at my house for a month. Can you imagine this poor person being stuck at my house well, for a month? It's you got a studio there. It's like Paisley uh, Park. It's like Prince's house. Exactly. You know, exactly. it's a big industrial complex. <laughs> right, right. So we ended up doing some stuff, uh, you know. Uh, and so that that's uh, a single that we did just for fun. We didn't make any money off of it. We just did it and put it out. And there's a video. Um, but but uh, the, the story is that I was uh, 
doing this jam called the X Jam at the NAM show. So people that don't know, and, and if you need me to hurry up or whatever, just give no. me the, the signs. Um, but the NAM show is the uh, National Association of Music Merchants, and it's a huge trade show at the Anaheim Convention Center every year. And this is where gear manufacturers bring guys like me to be attractions for people so that they, they have booths and they'll have musicians. Uh, so you're the pet monkey. They, yeah, it's basically, we call it the dog and pony show. You're on a leash, Yep, and, and you're there to... Uh, and attract people that are going to walk around and look at gear. So it's like, hey, look, uh, there's you know uh, Richie Sambora playing somebody's guitar. I'm going to walk into that booth and watch him play for a minute and maybe get a picture with him. So that's what we do every year at this mm-hmm. NAMM show. So I had this jam after the show at night called the X Jam, and we did it with... Uh, we did it several years in a row, but it was like um, one year, Paul Gilbert, the guitar player, player for Mr. Big back in the day, and uh, me, and um, uh, the Zappa band, which was like the original Zappa band without Frank, obviously, Um, but things like that. It would be like an all-star jam kind of thing. And so we get sponsors for these shows to help pay the expenses and stuff, because the shows are free. We're basically doing it for fun, because there's 200,000 people at this NAMM show every year from all over the world, and it's just a chance at night to do something and play for people. And you get to play with your heroes. Exactly. I get to play with my heroes. And I uh, I had a sponsor on this, uh, uh, I believe, well, it was an amp company. And the amp company emailed uh, the people that were helping me put it together and said, we don't have any artists on this roster that play our amps. So it would be nice if we could get somebody that's going to be at the NAMM show to come play with you. Maybe you can find a spot for them. They could just do the encore or do a jam or something, sit in with somebody. Mm-hmm. And so it was this Jen Majura from the band Evanescence. And so they emailed me and they said, hey, uh, this guitar player is going to be there. We'd like to find a spot for her. So I was coordinating all the jams and everything for the end of the show with all these guys of what we're going to play and who's going to play on what. And I said, yeah, we can find a spot for her. And I had no idea what this band was. And I had two questions. It was like, can she play? And is she cool? That's always my thing, right? Like, I'm a, I'm a musician. So, you know, you can tell me, I mean, there's a lot of jokes about a lot of guys in the music business that you don't necessarily want to spend time with. Mm-hmm. I don't care how famous you are. If you're a jerk, I don't want to spend time with you. And so yeah, Dave uh, is always talking about Van Morrison. He <laughs> right. loves his music, but hopes to never meet him because of right. his reputation. Sure. And there's a lot of people like that, right? So, um, so being that that's the case, I, I just want to know, is she cool and can she play? And so, uh, you know, met her at Soundcheck and we kind of figured out what we were going to do. Um, we'd already planned songs that she was going to play on. And this happened a couple of years in a row. And then we were also uh, both endorsers for a, a pickup company, not uh, not a truck company, but like a pickup for guitars. Yeah. Uh, and that was called Fishman Pickup. So we were seeing each other at that booth when we were each doing appearances. You'd show up during the afternoon and they had a little stage and you'd get up in front of like 50 people and play a couple songs to backing tracks and sign some autographs. That's basically what it is. Mm-hmm. And so she was there. I was there. And, uh, and then during the pandemic, when everything got shut down, uh, she was sitting at home and I was sitting at home and she started doing a thing called the one minute jams where she would get all her rock star friends to play some guilty pleasure eighties pop song that they would never play. Like the guys, you know, get somebody from like Iron Maiden to play a Huey Lewis song, that kind of crazy stuff. And so she'd have like usually two artists per jam and everybody was, you know, sending these things via Dropbox and stuff. They would each videotape their parts and she put it all together. And then you can find these on YouTube. The one minute jam Jen Majura and there's a ton of them like a like a year or two's worth of these things she did one a week 
and everybody is on these things. So, um, so I, I said, I sent her a message on Facebook app. And again, are we still doing okay on time? Yeah, yeah, we're good. Okay, because it's a it's a long story. <laughs> so, and she would love that I tell this, but uh, so I sent her a message on Facebook Messenger one day, and I just said, "Hey, I saw the one minute jams. It's cool that you're doing that. It's nice that somebody's putting some positive energy into the world because the world it was pretty weird there for a while, mm-hmm. as we can all admit." So, she immediately immediately got back to me. It was like two in the afternoon here. It's nine hours later there. And she said, I just got hit in the face with a bat. That was her text back to me. And I was on Facebook messenger and I was like, what? And so I text her back and I go, a furry animal or a hard piece of wood? Exactly. Right. Which wonder. And she goes, no, the animal. And I'm like, so I'd never done this in my life and I'm not encouraging people to do this with me, but I pushed the phone uh, logo on Facebook. You know, you can do that and it started to ring. And it rang and she picked up immediately. And she was, so it's just that easy to call a rock star. You just go on Facebook Messenger and push the phone. And you got the bass player for Evanescence, which apparently is a big band. Right, right. Yeah. Well, guitar. She was a guitar player. A guitar player, sorry. Yeah. So she picks up the phone and she's like, oh, you're so sweet. I, yes, I just got hit in the face with a bat. And I'm like, are you okay? Because I'm freaked out by that. Well, bats. where is she at? Is she in Transylvania? She's in Germany. Was that near Transylvania? I don't know. Yeah, well, she lives. Oh, so so here's the thing. She lives in a castle. She, she lives in a castle. Yeah, rock stars do. They as rock stars do. That's part of the thing. You you get the the contract. Right. They give you a castle. Yep. And then you have a British accent for some reason. If you, even if you're living in Germany. Yeah, and she because she speaks English so well and she's German. She actually has a very nondescript accent. I didn't know if she was German even. It, it, she sounds a little bit like Highlander. You remember oh, that? Oh yeah. It's like a whole bunch of stuff meshed together, and you can't really tell. It's just exotic and European. Yeah, exactly. Well, <laughs> that's that's got the kind of thing that doesn't happen in normal people. That that story right there. Yeah. And you guys were able to play uh, and collaborate on uh, new material. And uh, I'm going to hit a break right now. I'm going to come back. I finally figured out what was wrong with the board. Ah. And I'm going to come back with the uh, the other musician in your life, or other musicians, uh, your band. And I have uh, a bass solo from Jennifer Young. Ah, cool. I, I always promote her to everyone. I, I think she's the most amazing bass player I've ever heard in my life. And I want you to hear uh, what she does and how well she does it when we come back on uh, News Talk 920 and FM 96.5 KVEC. <laughs> Now, that's got to be one of the best best bass solos I've ever heard in my life. Ah, well, she's so humble, she would tell you that's absolutely rubbish. But, uh, yeah, she's been, you know, Jen has been my, like, right arm forever. And that is Jennifer Young. She's been with you. It's it's such a, a long shot. To, you find a musician who's a great musician in high school, and they're able to find somebody else that matches that skill, that that ability well, the thing is, we came up together, too, as you know. We kind of cut our teeth together. We learned how to be good together. You know, so we're, we we grew as as musicians. We basically developed as a team and, and kind of, you know, everything, all the vocabulary that we have is totally intertwined as musicians. And there's, there's almost a, a way you communicate without speaking. Absolutely. I mean, that's uh, it was funny. We just did this tour, and I was... 
I I haven't really uh, decompressed and gone back and checked stuff out yet, but I'll go on and do like a YouTube search of myself. That sounds super egotistical, but really, no, I do it. And there's nothing of me on there. Yeah, it's it's more like uh, what is out there, and has anybody recorded us just sucking? You know that kind of thing. And uh, you know, I see stuff where I I, you can see you know this like chemistry we have and this like. this weird kind of like umbilical connection, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. She's an amazing bass player, amazing person. And, uh, yeah, it, it just blows my mind that you were able to find her or she found you, or you, I think you found her and you were able to develop together and just become outstanding musicians. Well, the story is that we were in a high school photo class and she was walking around. Not even band. It was photo no, class. No, we never, neither one of us were ever in band. You were in band. Yeah. But we were not in band. We were. Uh, and I'm the only one that's not a musician. <laughs> right. That tells you something, kids. Yeah. yeah. Don't join band if you want to be a musician. Right. Um, if you want to be a musician, be the kid that goes and hangs out in the trees. <laughs> yeah. But uh, she was in a photo class and. In a kind of cocky high school kid way, she was like talking about how she'd just blown her amp up, but she was talking about it loudly, like, I want people to hear that yeah. I have an amp. Yeah. I'm a musician. Backdoor brag thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. like, oh, I just blew my bass amp, at, bass amp up, man. I was shredding too hard. Yeah, yeah, right. Like, couldn't handle the power. <laughs> so I overheard her and I looked at her and I said, Bass amp, you're a bass player? And she's like, Yeah, yeah, I'm a bass player. And that was the first conversation we ever had. And we've been best friends for like thirty something years later, like thirty five years now. Yeah, like like just joined at the hip, uh, and and she's, uh, I mean, we have separate lives, but she's my family. You know, we're family. Now, so. you've you've been through all that. You you've been come you've come up. You've gone through COVID, uh, as far as the, the difficulty on the road, the tours, everything shut down for COVID. You've managed to come back. Now you're. It, it seems like you have like another direction that you're going uh, with other people. You know, you get a chance to play with them as well as keep your band together. But what's what's the future of the Travis Larson band? Well, and that always has been re- remained to be seen. You know, the thing is, uh, playing this kind of music, it's always a challenge. We're always the thing about this band uh, is um, we're we're always going to be this band no matter what at this point after 35 years. So the the next we we came out with our last album before before the one that just came out the uh, uh the new exhibit which you played a few uh, bits of um we hadn't come out with an album since 2016 and we always had come out with something every two years until covid and but before that we'd actually taken a bit of a break we did a 20th anniversary tour in lieu of having to make a new album because you know life changes people have uh you know people have lives outside of getting in a van mm-hmm. so uh you know we'll see we'll see where where it's at but right now i'm still out there playing on this album and and doing other things with other people on the road throughout the year and uh trying to also expand you know i haven't really done much in europe so i'm trying to make that happen well the idea of uh, other bands are very interchangeable you know sure believe you know whatever you want to think Charlie Watts goes down in the stones, whatever. You just hire another guy. Right. You can't do that with your band. No, it's very, like we mentioned Rush earlier as an example of that. But uh, no, this uh, this is, so if, if I ever do something outside of this band with other people, it's me with other people. You know, it's Travis Larson with 
you know, featured, I'll, I'll just come up with like a dream team, you mm-hmm. know? <laughs> well, that was one of my questions was, uh, you know, you do your own thing and you, you play with your band, but if you got a phone call from one band, one band's like, hey, we need you backing us up, you know, the Stones, uh, the, you know, whoever, Evanescence, I don't sure, know, whatever. Sure. Is there that band out there that you just would die, you would throw everything aside to go back up this band. Well, there's a list of of things based on all kinds of things. It, it, first of all, it's based on musicality. Second, it's based on, you know, there's obviously financial gain is a real consideration when you're a musician. And I have never really done the sideman thing in my entire career. You mentioned that earlier of like, I could do a lot of that stuff. Yeah, you I, could be the hired gun. Certainly all my friends are doing that and I've never done that. But uh, if, uh, there, you know, my dream list, I mean, like, Things that would be interesting and not impossible and also pay well. I mean, like Sting would be a huge, great, great gig. Okay. What if it didn't pay well? What is your... If it didn't pay well? Yeah. I mean, if it paid well, I mean, I would do it. I, it doesn't matter. Money's money. Um, but if it's somebody like, okay, we're well, paying you scale. Well, I'm kind of throwing people under the bus by saying it doesn't pay well. But, you know, we've already like, I, I don't, I can't burn that bridge. But let's say there's some guys in my genre that are amazing. And, uh, and I do actually, you know, I, I've gone out with, um, you know, some, some well known virtuoso bass players that are, you know, guys that we grew up watching. Um, I'll say, you know, I did just do a couple of things this last year where I jammed with Stu Ham. That was like a big bass hero of ours. Billy Joel kids. calls you. Billy Joel calls me. Says it pays a ham sandwich and an airfare out here. Oh, absolutely, I'm there. And you're going to be on the road for six months? I'm there just because. Yeah, yeah just because. Huey Lewis. But the, the the thing is, if Billy Joel calls me, I've got it. The, 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 the caveat with no money is he's got to get Liberty DeVito back. <laughs> no, I think he, he has Liberty DeVito back. No, they, he doesn't. He doesn't? Because no. they made up. They made up. They're, he's but, not playing. Okay, but so no Liberty. No, they get they get along okay. They've they buried their hatchet, but he's not in the band. Okay, so no Liberty, you don't go. <laughs> yeah, right, exactly. For, for no money. For no money. For no money. But with the money. With the money, I'll go. Liberty, who cares? <laughs> Liberty, <laughs> <Exactly> who? <right. laughs> Liberty, mutual. Yeah, you don't care. <laughs> but that's one of those bands. And Sting. Well, guys like that, you know, uh, uh, Peter Gabriel would be a cool and interesting gig. You know, anything like that that's really, like, interesting. You know, and, and the, the music that I think it's really good quality music. But I've never done the uh, kind of commercial pop artist be a, a side person for the, the you know, the, I was going to say Taylor Swift, as an example, we mentioned her earlier. If she wants you on tour and it pays OK, but I actually I heard she pays really well. But Taylor Swift calls and says, I need you in the band. Do you go? I would consider it, but I have never done anything like that in my entire career. And that's why I don't get asked for that stuff much, because everybody knows that I'm not doing that, you know, but I, I there's certain things I would do. But that's I don't know if that's one of them. Not that Taylor Swift isn't great. But I think this is this is the perfect strategy, yeah, yeah. is don't just offer yourself. You know, make them come to get you. Right, right. Because right now, uh, T. Swift is going to hear this. They're going to be like, hey, this guy said he wouldn't want to play with you. And she's going to say, oh, yeah? Well, and then boom, yeah. you're getting a phone call tonight. You know who's great is Pink. Pink? Pink is great. Her rock, she has a rock show. She's got a rock band. She does Queen covers in her show. It's a cool show. And Have you played with her or anybody Affiliated? Uh, uh, I've met her drummer a few times, but I have not played, you know, I, I'm not out like touring with 
the members of Pink. Yeah. But um, but I'm you know the thing is I I know a lot of people that do those kinds of gigs. Most of the guys that I'm really friends with are people that are out with guys like Joe Satriani and Steve Vai and more of my genre. You know. So in the last uh, minute or so that we got left, what is next? What are you doing now? I'm going out uh, in March and April with uh, my friend Gemma Jura, ex Evanescence guitar player, singer, and we are going to do a thing called an evening with Gemma Jura and Travis Larson, or Travis Larson and Gemma. I was going to say she gets top billing. It depends, think, yeah. it, but but I she here's the thing we've been debating about that depending on the markets. But she's she says no, she gets top billing because she's the female. Yeah, I, <laughs> it's just a courtesy. <laughs> and also, she's been in a band that sells out arenas. That's true. And you you know that's true. But if you look at the posters, like I just posted some events. I just started last night on my on the Travis Larson Band Facebook. I started posting some events for these because they're just coming in. The confirmations on these shows. The first one's going to be, of course, like I always do at the Frog and Peach Pub in San Luis Obispo. Of course, I, on March twenty second, a Friday. So come to that. But it's just going to be the two of us. The posters are all equally. We're the same size the names are the same size let me let me just tell you right now put her foremost on the poster right put her foremost on the name because you know she's very talented uh, amazing musician but she's easy on the eyes yeah and let me tell you something the poster is what's going to sell it and no one's going to look at the poster of you and say oh i got to see that guy right you're saying there's no women out there that are going to look at me and think i got to see that guy no not one now there's going to be a lot of like short fat guys that live in their basements that are going to come see you maybe maybe excellent musicians does that mean you're going to come see me yeah exactly that's why i use myself as an example uh but it's been great having you on the show it's been absolutely terrific to you know catch up and uh kind of get to talk to you for an hour a nice solid hour uh, about music and uh, thanks again for our uh, earlier guest, David Hernandez uh, from the U.S. Army and everyone else that's helped us with the show. Dave will be back on Monday. Thank you for listening. You're listening to News Talk 920 and FM 96.5 KBC. I stepped on the ramp. The 920 KBEC Podcast Network is presented by the Slow County Real Estate Podcast with House Wazy. Up-to-date information on the local real estate market on your time. New episodes weekly at the podcast link at 920kbec.com and wherever you get your podcasts. California DRE 01111911.